Boys, last episode of 2020. Whew. How's it feel? Good. It does. It feels good to get ready to put this uh, this whole year in the rear view. That's, that's for sure. We made it, though. We made it. You know, I'm sure. proud of us. <laughs> well, since the Open's really quick today, because we got a lot to get to, um, describe 2020 in one word. One. One. Huh. Okay. Is that your that's your word? Huh? Yeah. Oh, I've got one. And it's the most overly word overly used word of the year. Unprecedented. <laughs> that's the one. Unprecedented. That's good. That is good. <laughs> A lot. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Huh? A lot unprecedented. That's basically the brunch breakdown. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the brunch breakdown podcast, where today is a special day because it is the best day, the brunchies. We are going through all of our favorite things of 2020 and uh, leaving this year in the dust, talking albums of the year, persons of the year, movies, TV shows, all this great stuff of the year during the brunchies. And we are going to give our now winner as well. We're going to find our winner from our five-week now explosion. We're going to be picking between volumes 5, 20, 48, and 61, giving our favorite songs, our final thoughts on now. That's what I call brunch. Cannot wait for that. Also, we've got Bruise Day, and we're just going to have a lot of fun. So guys, let's get Bruise Day started. Chris, kick us off in the last episode of 2020 with what you are sipping on, sir. Yeah, um, I'm going to take a cue from Daniel Dudley. Because to me, New Year's is, it's more of a liquor holiday. What do you guys think about that? Does that sound right? Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like you get dressed up nice and you go out places and, well, in every year, but this year. And uh, you sip on something nicer than you normally would. It's not a natty holiday, you know? Um, so I'm having a little bit. What holiday is the natty holiday? <laughs> that's a great, that's a great question. Hmm. What natty, what holiday is a natty holiday? I don't know. Like, like shotgun and beers on 4th of July. 4th of July. Something day, like that. day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. But so I don't have a beer today. Uh, what I do have is a little bit of maker's mark. Um, because this is. To be honest with you guys, everything about me right now, aside from being live on a podcast, is probably what I'm going to be doing this New Year's Eve. I'm going to be in a hoodie, I'm going to be in pajama pants, and I'm going to be sipping on a little bit of Maker's Mark. So that's what I'm sipping on for this episode. Um, Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year's. I like it. I like it. Classy. Get those bottle pulls. I like it. Maker's Mark. Uh, one thing about Maker's Mark is I just found out how to properly open the bottle. Like I YouTubed it. 
And it's this guy who was just like making fun of his friend for not being able to open it. And I learned how to open it. So, because I always just struggle. I'm like tearing the thing apart, trying to figure out how to open it. I'm like a freaking idiot. But uh, anyways, guys, um, you know, I'm ending the year with, honestly, my favorite beer to drink whenever it's nice outside. And right now it's not nice outside. It's like barely 60 degrees. It was raining all day yesterday. So I want to drink the beer that makes me just happy and think of summertime. Breaking out the Pacifico, guys. I love my Pacifico. This is my favorite beer just to just, I feel like you can just have a bunch of them and just hang. So opening up the old Pacifico for the old last brunch of 2020. Nice. That's beautiful. That beer hits home and touches my heart so much uh, oddly enough i had a pacifico on christmas eve oh, nice. <laughs> because it happy, was snowing man. it was snowing and freezing here but i needed a little warmth in my heart and pacifico was there <laughs> pacifico is always there for me uh and i haven't had one in my natural in, in its natural habitat which is california for me so it was the least i could do um i'm gonna go a different direction than either of you guys surprise uh, you know, we're winding down December, you know, it's still that you have still have holiday beers, you have stouts, you have things like that. Um, but one in particular that I want to finish the year with, uh, from a brewery that I've naturally featured here many times before, but, uh, good dear friends at Cinderland's, uh, beer company, brewing company came out with a, a beautiful IPA, uh, called she's a butte. And it's a IPA with spruce tips uh, and orange peel. And it's just so well done. Uh, I haven't featured a lot of IPAs on this podcast yet, but this is one of my favorites that I've had uh, this year. Uh, It's piney. uh, It is citrusy. It's hazy and it's very clean. You don't, you get the just the right amount of hops. uh, Not too much. It's not those dry hops that leave you needing to chug a glass of water between sips or anything like that. Um, she is indeed a beaut. Uh, so shouts to good friend uh, of the program, friend of ours, Tyler, for hooking me up with with these. They went quickly. Uh, they did. So I had to I had to finish it off with the year. Uh, she's a beaut. Certainly wouldn't use that to describe this year whatsoever. So I'll enjoy this now. <laughs> I love it. Well, boys, let's uh, let's cheers. Last one of 2020. Cheers. Love it. All right. Well, now let's get into now. That's what I call music. The winner of now. That's what I call brunch. We've got down to the last five, to the last four, the final four here. Volumes 5, 20, 48, and 61. Chris, put them up on the big board. Let's see what we got going on here. I am really excited about this, guys, because we took a week off from the now, and it made me miss now. If that makes any sense. Did you guys miss them? I feel like it was such a part of our lives from like Thanksgiving until Christmas. And then we took a week off and it was like, whoa, I miss my I miss my people. It's like <laughs> It was a little you know? weird to, to listen to all of that music constantly as part of your daily, weekly routine uh, for a number of weeks there. And then all of a sudden it just got uh, it was a little absent. It felt a little strange, uh, felt a little strange. So it's it, it's a little bittersweet here. Uh, I'm excited to try to crown our winner but uh be a little sad come next week when i know that it's all said and done for now 
No pun intended. Yeah. Well, in 20 years, we'll be able to do this again with we'll now, that's what I call music, 150, and we'll go through them all from 77 to 150. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Well, boys, when you look at this, man, what do you got? Like, who? what, what are you looking at now? 5, 20, where are you at? So I, I just want to pose a a thought that I had as I was reviewing these four, because we've obviously been through them already. And so upon a second pass here, um, two things that, well, actually three things that I was thinking about in reviewing these four now compilations was um, one, you know, obviously you're listening through and you're thinking of like, what songs just do I personally like? What songs do catch me? Um, Number two, I was thinking about, kind of that nostalgia piece that we've talked about in the past. Um, what songs really make me go like, Oh, you know, remember a time or, or just remember an era of music. Um, and then third, I was looking at these albums just to think like running through the track list that if, if you're not watching, you should be, uh, cause you can see all four albums, um, running through the track list and looking at the actual artists. And like trying to compare each of these albums based on just the the list of stars, you know, and like which one is more powerful. So I tried to evaluate them based on those three kind of criteria. Um, and even though I felt like I kind of had my criteria in place, I was still uh, it still was hard. It It is. It was. And it's interesting you put it that way, Chris, because I try to look at it in a lot of similar facets, but I, I found myself trying to say like attempting to remove the nostalgia because that's so much more emotional and there's not as much emotion tied in with some of these newer albums, especially 61, these songs we still hear to this day. So it's almost an unfair advantage to those earlier, you know, especially particularly five and 20 and even uh, 48 to an extent. And I was trying to, I kept going back and forth and I'm thinking, should I be using nostalgia to grade these or should I be trying to remove it and be literally judging it on, like you said, songs that I personally like and songs that just still were, were so big at that time and artists that were big at that time and how that whole group of songs and artists comes together. So this was trickier than I thought it was going to be. Not, not just because it's the best of the best, but because now we're looking at these wide ranges, literally from uh, what 1998, 2000, all the way up to 2017 and trying to compare. It's like the whole uh, goat debate, right? Where you're talking about different sports and how sports were played differently uh between now and in 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 the in the past in previous years so this was trickier than i thought i went going into this and i tried to stay consistent with this when i was like going through the nows as we were going through them it's just like what songs do i want to hear at a wedding right because you're thinking about when you're you're doing these things, you're you're looking at nows and it's like the best songs of like that quarter of the year or like that year. And I just look at these and I and I think while pick trying to pick the winner, I was looking a lot at what songs do I want to hear now? Because there are a lot of songs that I don't want to hear now. And even the songs from now 61, which is like the most recent one we have that we're battling through, 
there's a lot of songs on there that I don't want to hear right now, but there are some songs from other ones that I do. Yeah. So. I, I, it, that's interesting. You said that too, Didi. I thought, cause you mentioned this, wh- what, when we were asking uh, what our listeners would choose, like, which would you choose to be your new year's Eve playlist yeah. by looking at it like that? So I tried to take that into consideration too, but yeah, boys, we're, this is going to be interesting to see how we're going to, you know, give our opinions and try to settle on one of these as the best now album of all time. This, <laughs> I'm interested to hear what you guys have. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so are we a runner up for me. Okay. Runner up for me is now 48. That is runner up for me. It was very hard for me not to pick this number one, but there is a reason why I could not pick it. It's because I hate Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran collaborations. Oh, I refuse to give it a number one. I hate it a lot. But my winner, Now 20. I love Now 20. Now 20 has a bunch of songs on it that I, to this day, and probably for the rest of my life, will want to hear. And like... I just, you know, I look at Don't You by the Pussycat Dolls. Great song. Ponder Replay. Great song. Bobby Valentino on Pimpin' All Over the World was ludicrous. Bobby Valentino. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's on a reality show of some sort. I don't know what he's doing now. But, like, his voice is great. And his voice is perfect on rap songs. And I, I love Bobby Valentino. Made me listen to more Bobby Valentino after this. Dim Franchise Boys, like... I mean, like you, Sierra and Bow Wow, I've talked about how much I love that song. Natasha Bedingfield's on here. Kelly Clarkson, Behind These Hazel Eyes, top two for me. Kelly Clarkson song, Sugar, We're Going Down. I, Beverly Hills, there are just these songs that I want to hear at a wedding. I want to hear it at a New Year's Eve party, and I will be able to hear, you know, shoot. I mean, I guess in 30 years, somebody's retirement party, I'll be able to hear them, and I'll be very happy about it. So, you know, that's what I'm going with. Now 20. Is my winner of the now. That's what I call brunch. What do you got? Um, I, I'll jump in because my one, two were exactly the same. I had the <laughs> wow. exact same runner up and the exact same number one. And like DD stole all of my reasons for why I love now 20 Bobby valid, Bobby Valentine. No. Oh, that song is so good. I was listening to Pimpin' All Over the World today while I was working out. And like at the end where they say all the reasons why you're not pimping, like if you go out, pull up your pants and you have white socks on, you're not pimping. Like, man, that shit is so funny. That song is so good. Um, yeah, I, I, I just this was the one where I kind of combined time and place and st- the the rundown of artists that are on it. And it was just, you know, I mean, legitimate artist after artist after artist for that time and place. And some of them are still legitimate today. Um, I, I couldn't go another direction. It kind of had like everything that I was looking for in a now compilation. Yeah, it does have everything. That's, that's a good reason too. Cause I think that's one thing that I didn't say is this. Yeah. It's got everything. Mm hmm. Interesting. I don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, I know we had one week where we were all what at least had it in our top two. And that's how it was easy to pick, but never the exact two same. 
Uh, so interesting, boys. Um, I can tell you that I don't have the exact order of the nows that you picked. They're not the exact same. So this isn't going to be as easy as we thought, but maybe it will be. My runner up is now 20 um, for all the reasons that you guys mentioned. And I went back and forth on this. I had it written down at one point as what was going to be my winner. And I had listened to these a number of times going back and forth. And my winner was now 48. So we've got the same two albums. I just had them in a flipped order. And it was really, really difficult. Like I said, I had them flipped at one point and I really just had to look at it and say, which has the lowest low and the highest high and life Jennings must be nice. That's just forgettable for me. That song is forgettable. Uh, but the rest of it is so good. It's so good. Um, and honestly the one, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but the one other thing that helped give 48 just a little bit over 20 is on 48. That's my kind of night by Luke Bryan. I hate country music, but I am down with that freaking song. <laughs> so that over Keith Urban's uh, You'll Think of Me, it, it wasn't even close. So <laughs> again, it came down to little things like that music that I don't like, but had to pick. It was that difficult. So I had 48 one. And uh, now 20 as my runner up. So we have a clear cut two there um, for us to pick a winner from. So if you're watching, those are the two on the right. Now 20 is top right. Now 48 is bottom right. Uh, you know, Dan, you ripping on my guy Life Jennings up there. That's fine. <laughs> but like that Taylor Swift Ed Sheeran song is not good. It's just got those two in it. It's a very boring song. It's un it's forgettable. The Selena Gomez song on here is forgettable. But like oh. you look at now 48 and you have a lot of like heavy hitters on here. And that's why it's very hard not to pick it. It's a lot of heavy hitters there. But like, you know when you're at a wedding and you hear a song from like the 80s or something, and you don't know who it's by because you're like, I've just heard this song at weddings my whole life. That's literally them franchise boys. <laughs> Oh, I think they like me. Someone plays that at a wedding, like uh, in however many years. My daughter will be like 10 or something. That song comes on. Everyone my age, all the adults there, they're all jamming because they love the song. They're like, I don't know, some some group from the 2000s, whatever. That's how I feel about Now 20. It's like there's a there's not a lot of that, but there's some of that that's like, I don't know who. These, I can't remember who these people are, but I know that jam. Mm -hmm. That's who they are. Shouts to Franz Ferdinand for that in the click five. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about now 20 is it finishes super strong. We went through that when we discussed these albums, uh, Weezer, Beverly Hills, fall boy, sugar, we're going down Lifehouse, You and me and fix you by Coldplay are super strong. So I'd argue it has, you know, a stronger finish, uh, than now 48. I think the first five could, could go, head to head easily and it'd be difficult to pick the first five songs against now 20 against the first five of 48. So like that middle chunk is really, it's really, it's really tough to look at those and pick which is, which is better. And again, these are years apart. Um, 
boy. Oh See, that's boy. interesting. Like when I look at the top five, just like artist wise, because the songs are all good. Like the top five yeah. of both of these are good songs. No question. I look at like Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake. Those are artists that have like stood the test of time. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're relevant. They, they will continue to be relevant. Now 20, I feel like all five of those, well, maybe not, I don't know, Pussycat Dolls, maybe not. But like Black Eyed Peas, Missy Elliott, Rihanna, Ludacris, that's pretty strong. And like yeah. that's before you even get to Destiny's Child and Kelly Clarkson's biggest song. Like I mentioned, I had these two flipping and flopping back and forth. And I don't think you could go wrong either way. It is hard when, and as you can see, if you're watching now, the, the two on the bottom, now 48 and now 61, uh, both had that now what's next thing kind of going on at the bottom, right? The last four or five songs they dedicated to next artist. Now the ones chosen here are really, really good and we're naturally ahead of their time. But I don't want to call them throwaway songs, but they're not the best of the best of that year. When you go up against now 20, it has 20 of the best songs and now 48 has 16. So that definitely gains strength to 20 just because of that fact alone that it's got more quality uh, and quantity of songs based on this whole now uh, presents what's next. So you just picked your winner, man. I'm willing to I'm willing to go with 20. I'm willing to go with 20. You both picked 20 as a winner. I had it back and forth for the last week and um uh I'm not upset with now 20 being the best now album of all time. That's it. We have our winner. Boys. We did it. The impossible dream, the impossible star, we reached it. The finals of now 20. We got our winner. It is now 20, and I am I could cry. This is beautiful. It Seriously. really is. It was a lot Jousting. of listening. A lot of a lot wow. of listening, a lot of hours. We did it for you. We did it for our listeners. We did it for America. This was long overdue. And wow. Now tw- now 20 out of how many did we review? 70, 72, something like that. Nothing. We went through a 75. lot. It was a Let's, lot. Let's pause on that number for a second, okay? Because that's a lot of music. And like these four definitely stood out as really good ones. And I don't know if it was because like as you dug through that much music, like the ones that were really good albums were just like clearly like, yeah, they stood out. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, when I went back and listened to these four again, like when I was all right, like, all right, let's go. I'm going to listen to now five. I remember loving that. Let's hit it. I, like I was so, I was like so upset. We picked the, the now with Mandy Moore. That wasn't candy. Like that made yeah. me so angry, you know, like I, 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 I will say I listened back to these four and they're outside of now 20. I, they, they, I felt like they kind of let me down in some areas. And that's another reason why 20 stuck out to me. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting process to listen to these amidst all of them and then just listen to them on their own. It is it's hard to explain, but it's a much different experience. 
Oh, man. Yeah, because you're kind of in that uh, when you're listening to them, you're in that era. So you're like picking the best of the era. But when you put them up against other ones, you're like, was this the one we should have went with? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like, what were we thinking? Like, yeah, because yeah. it is. It's like th- maybe these weren't the best four, but the way that we did it, I think, kept a sane mind for all for all of us where we took it in chunks by you know how the order that they came out in and then picked our four based on that kind of bracket style right or where we hit it in the time periods if we would have had to pick the four best out of all of them um maybe it would have been maybe we would have left off five or 61 i had a feeling 20 and 48 maybe it still would have stuck around there but uh yeah interesting when you listen to them that way and thinking that these are the really the best four uh but i'm confident that we still picked the greatest one it was it's a fantastic fantastic album nobody's ever done this before so as far as i'm concerned this was the absolute best way that you could do it and if it wasn't show me another (laughs) love it (laughs) right (laughs) damn now that's what i call brunch comes to an end but now we start the brunchies Ooh, let's go to the first category of the brunchies. Dan, I'm going to let you pick this category. First category of the brunchies. Go for it, man. Oh, boy. Um, let's go with TV show of the year. It'd be a natural segue to go right into music, but I want to. I want to save those a little bit. Uh, you know, I've dressed up for the occasion, ready, excited to announce these winners and nominees. But yeah, let's go with uh, best TV show of the year. Gentlemen, what do you have? Chris, hit it. Um, I went with a, a quarantine throwback at this point. Um, but I feel like the Bulls documentary that came out this year was (laughs) arguably one of the most important docu-series of all time because without it, what the hell would we have done in quarantine? Uh, And also, it was awesome. So uh, I went with the... I can't... What was that? I forget what the The actual name of it was. Last Dance. Yeah, Yeah, Last Dance. That was my choice for TV show of the year. And Chris... We are the same again. The Last Dance, my favorite TV show of 2020 for all of those reasons. It Because nothing does this anymore. It does this whole thing where you can actually, um, you know, where everybody's, it's appointment viewing. Everyone's watching something at the same right. time or around the same time. You don't get that anymore. Everyone watches stuff whenever they want to watch it, right? And The Last Dance took over everything. It was on ESPN. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, you had to watch it. And if you wanted to be a part of the conversation, you had to make sure you watched it before the next one came on. And I don't know when we have that happen again, you know? And because of quarantine, ESPN rushed it and moved it up because it was supposed to happen at the end of June. And then they did it in April because of quarantine. And it's like... Yeah, it's The Last Dance. I'll never forget The Last Dance for a lot of reasons because it was super great, but quarantine makes that number one for me. Well, that's a clean sweep in that category for all three of us gentlemen. Uh, easily 
easily the last dance. It's probably the easiest award of the night that we're going to hand out uh, for all the reasons that both of you said. Uh, I was just going to touch on, Didi, what you said there with. It came out in April and they rushed. It was supposed to be June right after the NBA Finals. Uh, a lot of people thought Michael Jordan had a lot to do with that and, and rushing it and playing it with LeBron and all this different type of stuff. It was a funny uh, side story to follow along with it uh, every time. And you're right. It was a weekly appointment viewing and you do not get that anymore. And it was just kind of cool to be back in that. Uh, that That's how TV used to be all the time. And I don't know if there'll be anything as great of a docuseries as that's been. Uh, last time that we did a brunchies, I think the best TV show was probably the OJ 30 for 30 or the OJ doc that aired. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe not enough. There hasn't been one as good since then, at least. So uh, very proud to give out that award uh, easily. The last dance. Um, other nominees for me were the Queen's Gambit on Netflix and in the crown, but not like the newest season of the crown we're three four seasons behind and it's wonderful so <laughs> i'll give that award out in a future year or something like that but uh no doubt the last dance yeah some other stuff i loved this year love life on hbo max i loved a lot that was just super good uh never have i ever on netflix i just I thought it was just like super funny mini Kaling. It's like, it's basically a story lo- loosely based on her life growing up. So um, I love that. And uh, yeah, Indian matchmaking on Netflix as well. That's the just, one. <laughs> that's, I mean, that was really close for it not to be that, very close for me not to make that my pick, but you know, last dance was just too important, you know, but Indian matchmaking just a fun show to watch a different side of dating and what, you know, arranged marriages. It's, it's wild, man. Just, <laughs> People, I just can't believe people are still doing it. I, I, I can't believe that's the thing that still happens in society, but it, it does. So, yeah, Indian matchmaking. Nice. I had one honorable mention, um, and it was the show Life Below Zero. And I can't explain why that was the thing that I binge watched on Disney Plus when quarantine started. But I, I got in heavy with that show. <laughs> Wow. And uh, that that was a that one really that one helped out, too. I approached this category as like what helped me the most during lockdown. And uh, that was another one. Dude, I got to say, best thing about Disney Plus is like the Nat Geo part of Disney Plus. You can find yourself in some wormholes over there on that part. And that's the probably the biggest surprise to me. Like there's great Disney classics and movies and stuff. But man, that Nat Geo part of Disney Plus is takes you some places (laughs) (laughs) it does (laughs) oh man that was great favorite tv shows chris pick our next category okay um this is one i'm actually pretty passionate about so let's go to song of the year uh and i'll leave it up to one of you two i guess dan went third that one right so dan why don't you kick this one off Yeah, this was easily one of the tougher categories. So much to choose from. And and in a weird year where we had music coming out at its regular schedule from it all just kind of stopping for a number of reasons, uh, let's be honest. And for then all of a sudden artists to create these quarantine songs, quarantine albums that weren't scheduled, uh, others delayed albums and pushed them out later, which led to a lot of music. Uh, towards the last back half of the year. Um, but for me, 
to remember this year in particular, I am going to pick a quarantine song and the song that I listen to the most. And this is no surprise. Uh, my boys, Josh and Tyler from 21 Pilots, Level of Concern is just an amazing song, regardless of circumstances and how it was written and why it was written. Um, almost everything they put out to me is near perfection. <laughs> and so was this song. So level of concern, uh, 21 pilots gets my award. <sighs> Dude, this category was hard because I thought it was going to be easy until I started thinking about and looking back at like my, you know, my Spotify or my Apple music and just being like, Oh crap. Yeah. This song, this song, like, I don't know why it's like music kind of felt like music took a backseat. Cause I wasn't in my car a lot. And that's usually when I listen to the most music and, but no, I still listen to a ton of music and whatever. But anyways, um, song of the year. Can I, can I have a tie? Is it bad that I have a tie? Ooh, I have a good reason. Uh, okay. I think we could let you slip on that one. I have a good reason why I have a tie. Okay, so first song is Lil Baby, The Bigger Picture. I said this song on the podcast a million times because it really captured the moment of mid-quarantine, George Floyd, protests, all the unrest that was going on in the country. And we just felt everything in that one song. And that's why I, just, I, I love that song so much. But it's tied with Lil Uzi's That Way. And that's because that song is the opposite. Because that song came out on March 2nd, and I remember it came out on a Sunday, which is a weird day to release a song, but that's Lil Uzi. And in the Coachella group message, I sent that out, and I was like, oh my god, Coachella is going to be the best ever. Because Lil Uzi was was like second to headliner on, uh, I think, Sunday's lineup for Coachella, or one of the days. So I was like, oh my god. This is going to be absolutely incredible. Maybe he brings out the Backstreet Boys for that way. This yeah. is going to be insane. And nothing about Coachella not happening was in my head on that day. And then after that song came out, everything went to shit. So, like, that's why those two songs are the most memorable for me. It's, like, mid-quarantine and, like, before we even knew what, you know, pandemic meant. Those two. Oh. Yeah. Isn't it interesting to look back on the year and like those things that happened in January, February and early March to like think that that like life was normal back then? Like artists were releasing songs thinking this will be the song of the summer. And, mm -hmm. you know, like we were planning vacations and shit like that. Like it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to think how different life is. Um, it feels like different years, honestly. It feels yeah. like it, it feels like that was like a whole different year. Was like you know January, February, like early March were completely different year, and then twenty twenty started. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, my song of the year is I, I've I've mentioned this before. It's going to Justin Bieber for Drake's pop star. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to award the brunchy to justin bieber for that song because uh i don't know man i just fell in love with that music video and i couldn't stop listening to the song and sometimes when you have a music video that's that good it uh it makes a song even better and more memorable and uh man i just love that and and i'll be playing it for years to come but that's that's got to be my pick
yeah, that's good. That's really good. Uh, a couple of uh, other nominees, honorable mentions. Uh, Used to Like by Neon Trees just blew me away when I heard it, uh, just because we hadn't heard from that band for so, so long, and they came back and it didn't sound like garbage. Uh, and I couldn't stop playing it. That was good. And Hallucinations by Paris, another favorite band of mine, really changing their sound. Uh, and it, it dropped that single earlier in the year, and it's just unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Probably the best song off of that album. So just a couple others that were out of a many, 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 many songs that was hard to choose from. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of runner-ups there. I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, Claire Rosencrantz, Backyard Boy. I'm just excited to see what she does in the future. She's got a very interesting sound going on with her EP and everything. So I'm really excited about that um, to see what she does next year. And then um, a couple quarantine uh, songs that really most of the year. uh, Hers, I Can't Breathe, and uh, Luke Combs, Six Feet Apart. They're just two songs that really just, you know, 2020 was a weird one. You know, it's um and those two songs just really are like you know we talk time and place during now and it's like those two songs are very time and place so yeah Yeah. i i had no honorable mentions no honorable mentions. (laughs) there was no other song that was even close (laughs) no yeah exactly (laughs) there i had no debate that was the easiest one for me to go that's good hey that's good those are the best ones that's good because i was like fighting with myself i was like i needed that couple minutes while dan's internet was broken i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do (laughs) that's i I needed that oh man all right so um let's go to athlete of the year for the brunchies guys i don't know what order we're in we're all over the place when it comes to order right now so uh i think it's you it's me let's i'll start fine uh athlete of the year dennis rodman Oh, because man. <laughs> of because of the last dance, I completely forgot how much I love Dennis Robin, right? Because Dennis Robin did some weird things politically over the last couple years, uh, over the last decade, basically. It's you know like yeah, Kim Jong Un and all this other stuff. It's like yeah, I don't know what you're doing, Dennis. But the last dance brought it all back with help from Carmen Electra and some great stories about Michael Jordan busting in the hotel room with naked girls and all this stuff. Just Dennis Rodman is an icon, and we all need to remember how great Dennis Rodman was. He was great on the court, but man, was he even greater off the court. Like, I love Dennis Rodman. Athlete of the year for me. Because the last dance brought him back. I'll follow you up there, Didi, because I didn't have Dennis Rodman, but I also had my athlete of the year being from the 90s. It was Michael Jordan from the last dance. So we're really uh, current here in 2020. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That doc gave us so many moments. I learned things about Michael Jordan. I didn't know. Um, There were so many memes and gifs and uh, other jokes that came out of that series. It was all surrounded uh, surrounding Michael Jordan. And I think a lot of those are going to live on. Um, you know, like the one of him looking at the interview on the iPad and laughing and how that's been a meme for just everything. Every time you hear something and you're like, yeah, okay, that's the meme now. It's got to be Michael Jordan. So that's who even, I even Isaiah Thomas has become a meme from yeah. that. Like the, the, the gift that's like, and I was offended by that. <laughs> yeah. Two amazing, amazing selections. Yeah, the Athlete of the Year, interesting to give that award out in a year where there was no sports for how many months? Five months. Uh, Very, very strange. Uh, But there was 
one athletic event that took place at its scheduled time in a little bit of a different venue, but didn't get need to get postponed, didn't get changed, anything like that. And that occurs on the 4th of July every single year. My athlete of the year, Joey Chestnut, for breaking his own world record, 75, 75 hot dogs consumed in 10 minutes to capture his 13th title. His 13th title. That got so overshadowed and overlooked. It was so unfortunate. It was so <laughs> weird how they did it. And I'll just love the interview afterwards. And they're like, Joey, what pushed you to break this record to get 75? And he said, honestly, we're kind of right next to the kitchen. And the hot dogs are a little fresher than they are. Whether they're out of Coney Island, we're out there probably out there for an hour or so. So they were just fresher and tastier. Is literally what he said. That's my man. That's my athlete of the year. Joey Chestnut world champion once again uh, i i'm s- <laughs> i should have seen that coming because now <laughs> now i'm like thinking back to that episode when you gave us like joey chestnut analytics and oh, right. <laughs> like you love that guy so of course that makes total sense i just overshadowed and overlooked <laughs> yeah, i just think it was like Dan's like the disrespect that this guy gets. It's remarkable. Everybody's, you know, at home for fourth. You're not supposed to be partying for fourth of July this year. So everybody's at home. There should be more eyes on TV, more eyes on Joey, more publicity afterwards. But no, it went quiet. It was garbage. I, I just can't believe you were like, you guys said you wanted sports and he gave them to you and you just ignored them. (laughs) One of them. It didn't move. Shouts to Joey. Oh, God. Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Joey Chestnut, Athletes of the Year for the brunch breakdown. <laughs> I mean, if that, if that doesn't scream 2020, man, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, Dan, you're up. Pick another category. What you got? Uh, let's see. Um, since we did athletes, let's go right into best team. Of the year, another kind of challenging one again, where we there weren't a lot of sports for the majority of the time. So, best team of the year. Um, I forget who's up first. It's probably me. Um, it's the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's not even close. Uh, winning the championship in the bubble, uh, LeBron and AD uh, pulling it together and through an intense uh, series with the Heat. And thankfully, finally, they did it for Kobe. It was amazing. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, team of the year. Yeah, same. Lakers, for me too. Doing it in the bubble in the year that Kobe passed away. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of poetic in that way. It's crazy. And just, you know, LeBron's greatness is just, you know, LeBron is just great. And then AD, just becoming AD, it's just awesome. So, yeah, Lakers for me. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, I had a feeling you guys were both going to pick the Lakers and it's kind of hard for me not to, but I decided, so I just decided to pick a different team. Um, and I, I don't know if this counts actually, but hopefully it does. Like there actually were championships that were won at the beginning of the year when things were totally normal, like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Um, but the the team that I wanted to pick is... LSU, because I have never seen 
a college football team literally kick the ever-living shit out of every team they played <laughs> as hard as LSU did. And they had Joe Burrow at quarterback who was just highly entertaining throughout the entire thing, smoking cigars after the championship and stuff. Um, and they were not supposed to be there. Like the year before, they were pretty average and underachieving. And then all of a sudden, they just took college football by storm. So um, they won the championship this year in 2020. So I chose to select LSU. I love that pick. Chris, you're absolutely right. And they were fun to watch doing it, right? Sometimes you have these like Alabama teams that are not enjoyable to watch when they dominate their opponents uh, and win championships in, in, in different in fashions. That LSU team was so fun to watch. And if you don't think that Joe Burrow and that group of seniors in, particularly, in, in particular was that dominant and that good, look at what LSU did this year. Um, <laughs> Just to show you uh, how big of a difference some of those guys uh, can make. But I I love that pick. That would have been a great uh, runner-up had I thought of it. Uh, my runner-up is actually going to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, because they have clinched the number one pick in next year's NFL draft by not being the Jets. Um, it would have been the Jets, but no, the Jaguars stayed on course, um, putting in a different quarterback last week for no reason whatsoever when their starter was healthy and losing and basically clinching Trevor Lawrence as your franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. So a great runner up performance by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, And my runner up is the Pittsburgh pirates because even in the shortened (laughs) season, even in the shortened season, when you would have thought, you know, maybe if they have like one of those solid starts that the Pirates are known to have sometimes and then everything goes to shit, it wouldn't, you don't have time for everything to go to shit. But no, right. no they were like, we're going to suck even harder <laughs> in half a season. So, and, or a third of a season, however many games they played, yeah. they're like, we're going to suck even harder. And that's what they did. So Pirates, thank you for being you. Some teams were really good in the NBA bubble, like the Phoenix Suns. People were shocked by that. You know, I mean, some other baseball teams were somewhat good. But you know what? The Pirates, they stayed where they were at. They're like, ah, it doesn't matter how many games you give us. We're going to suck. So shout out to the Pirates. You can't you can't put a price on consistency, you know? <laughs> That's big. That's big. You know what to expect, and they're going to deliver it year after year. Uh, my runner-up was uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning for finally winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, unfortunately for them, <laughs> they did it in the bubble, and I don't know that everyone is going to take it 100% seriously, but they're a team that has been really good for a really long time and probably should have won one before this year. Uh, but they managed to do it this year, so that was my runner-up. I like that. I like that. The LSU pick is great, and that's just another thing that makes it's like I feel like we have like 2019 continued, and that's kind of where they fell in. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just weird because LSU they didn't stop partying for weeks. The whole all the 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 OBJ saga of that whole thing, you know what I right. mean, with him handing out money to everybody and right. all that. Like LSU, man, quarantine like made us forget about how just great everything around that team was. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Like it. Good pick. We'll pick another category. Chris, what you got? Okay. Um, I'll go to song of the year so we can save the brunch categories for the end or sorry. Um, album. 
album of the year. Yeah, and we'll save the brunch categories for the end. So yeah, album of the year. Who uh, who would like to go first? I will go. I will go. My album of the year goes to The Weekends After Hours. I enjoyed listening to that album more than any album this year for sure. And it came out in that weird part of quarantine where a lot of people were kind of pushing their albums back because they knew Mm -hmm. this pandemic was going to be serious and they weren't going to do it. And The Weeknd actually against his label was just like, I'm putting it out whether you guys like it or not. So they had to put it out. Came out, I want to say March 14th or maybe it was March 21st. So it was like right there when everything shut down, he put it out and this album is excellent. Like you've heard blinding lights a billion times on the radio. If you don't, you don't own a TV. You don't own a car. You don't own anything. Cause I don't know how you haven't heard that song a million places, but like a, you know, in your eyes, I mean, everything about this album, I just, I, I love it. And it's just, it's just a great album for anyone who is, um, who has gone through a really, really crappy breakup, but you still want to find that girl and just, you know, and, and tell her that you love her. That's what this whole album's about. And it's just great. So the weekend after hours. Amazing pick and hard to argue with that. Um, this may have been, I, I, I told you, I was said earlier, song of the year was really difficult. This was just as difficult, if not more difficult. Um, I'm going to go with now 75. No, I'm just kidding. A um, <laughs> <laughs> um, lot of really good contenders here, but my album of the year is going to go to Dua Lipa with her album future nostalgia, because it is near perfect from top to bottom. There's not a single track that you skip. Uh, it, it's taking pop to a whole different and new level. And she does that through each song. Um, sometimes you get those those albums from artists and just some of the songs town, sound too similar and there's not enough variety. Uh, they don't take enough chances. And Dua Lipa did that. And if you didn't know about her before, you surely knew about her after this album came out. Those songs are still being played on the radio. It's really a shame. I hope it continues into 2021 for her because her tour and her whole year would have been huge. Uh, I truly believe that. I think that album is nominated for a Grammy. So um, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa narrowly gets my album of the year. All right. Well, um, mine is probably not a huge surprise. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Tickets to My Downfall. I fell in love with that album. Um, that's my kind of music, man. So just for the fact that it there was something like that produced on a huge level that went out to a massive audience was cool uh, on its own. But then, I mean, it was actually really good. Like, it was really good. Uh, and, I, and I know some of the bands in that genre hate on it, but like, just peel all that back and listen to that album. It's really, really good. So um, that was uh, Tickets to My Downfall. That's my pick for album of the year. Dude, that album is so that album's produced so well. It sounds yeah. so good. Yeah. And the thing that makes me more mad about anything is that the singles he's picked off this album are all the wrong ones. Yeah. I just feel like they're all the wrong ones. And it's not like the songs are bad, the songs with Halsey and Black Bear and stuff, but like Concert for Aliens is like the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. 
That's so good. And there's so and within that song specifically, there are so many like callbacks to big pop punk bands of, you know, 15 years ago. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, some of the best songs in the album aren't necessarily the ones they went with, but top to bottom, it's, it's really, really good. And I loved it. So that's my pick. That's a great Love pick. It. Uh, again, there were so many to pick from this year. A couple of my nominee runner-ups, uh, Neon Trees, I Can Feel You Forgetting Me, uh, Imploding the Mirage from The Killers, Wake Up Sunshine by All Time Low, uh, and the two that you actually both mentioned, Machine Gun Kelly and The Weeknd. There were just so many that it could have been, so many great albums this year. Yeah, runners for me, Chloe and Hallie, uh, Ungodly Hour. I just love it. They had a big year with a couple of big singles, and I think... Um, I think quarantine helped them anyways. I think they just, a lot of people got to see them perform on all these virtual specials and things like that because they were just available and ready to do it. So um, I think it really helped them out. And uh, Justin Bieber put out an album <laughs> in February of oh, yeah. 2020 called Changes. And I completely forgot that that album happened. Like, cause basically right when everything got going and attention and intention starts like blowing up everywhere. It was like, that's it. Everything shut down. You know, like you they said, put out holy and lonely and stuff, but like changes yeah. was a really good album. It felt like that was another year ago. Like you said, that felt like it was last year. It's crazy. It's uh 2020 BC before Corona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. January, February, and early March. Yeah. It's like I feel bad for anything that ha- anything that happened before that. It's like, oh yeah, that did happen this year. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like 2020 BC. Good God. Uh, a few I had, a couple pop punk albums that I really, really enjoyed. Seaway uh, put out a new album uh, called Big Vibe. Goldfinger put out an album called Never Look Back. Uh, those are two that I've continued to to listen to throughout the year. Um, and I got to put a ska album out there, man. If you didn't listen to it, Less Than Jake, Silver Linings, play that album. It's very, very good. Nice. Great. Great stuff. All right. Who's up? Next category. What do we got? I don't know who's. What do we have left here? We have uh, best brunch. We have person of the year. We have anything else? A couple more. I think those are the last two. Yeah, last two. Well, actually, celeb you'll miss most this year. Twenty twenty was not as eventful with the celeb deaths as other years, but uh, this year was definitely another one. I feel like it's down to two, really, for me. Anyways, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's Alex Trebek and Kobe, and you know, I'm gonna miss them both, but. Kobe was just so sudden. Alex Trebek, you know, not saying it's, you know, it doesn't make anything easier when somebody dies or whatever, but it's just like he was sick for a while. And I felt yeah. like we did the whole Alex Trebek obituary thing like a year ago. And but the Kobe thing was just so crazy, man. It's nuts. And I'll, you know, I don't even know if the the city I live in in Los Angeles is even over it yet. I don't think anybody, I think everyone is still, you know, there's still more murals popping up everywhere and stuff like that. And you're constantly remembering Kobe and with LA winning all the, winning the, you know, win the world series and winning the NBA finals. It's just like constant reminder of just like Kobe was around and just how much every athlete was like, Kobe was the reason I do this, whether they played hockey or whether they played baseball or anything. It's like Kobe, Kobe, this Kobe, that. So, um, but yeah, Kobe, that's, Definitely the one. That's wild thing that another wild thing that happened this year in early this year. So. Yeah, yeah. Back in January, um, yeah, there was some 
strange and impactful ones, DD, that you, some you mentioned, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There were just some names going down that some you saw coming and some you didn't. And you really could pick a number of them here. But, you know, for me personally, it's, it's going right in line with what you said with Kobe and how that like shook me to my core. Uh, and I'll never, ever forget that day and where I was and how I felt the days afterwards. That's not one that you hear and you just move on with life. It wasn't for me. And like you said, Didi, it certainly isn't for the city of LA, how that still kind of has that vibe. And like, here we go less than like three, four weeks away from one year from that, that even just saying that freaking me out. Uh, so definitely a Kobe for the impact that he had, not only me on me personally, but so many other people. Yeah, it's, it's Kobe for me too. I, I don't really have anything additional to add to, to what you guys said, but it's certainly, um, it's certainly Kobe and that's crazy. I didn't realize a year was coming up so quick. That feels like it was a month ago. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's crazy. It's one of those, like, you know, it's one of those moments. Like it's one of those, where were you type things that, you know, our parents talk about. And it's like, I know we have a couple growing up, but it's like, that's just one of those moments that you're going to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing mm-hmm. when that happened. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the next one. What is our, what's our, what's the, what are we going for? I think we only have a couple left. So let's do best brunch at home. All right. Best brunch at home. Who's the best at home chef out of all of us? Chris, <laughs> well, can't start. Terrible one. Yeah. What do you got there, Chris? I'm very excited about I had to write it down because it's very long, wow. but. The best brunch that we had at home during all of this. Pizza um, eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I didn't even think of pizza eggs. Oh, but, come on. <laughs> what? I know. We ain't broke that, that down on thing. this thing here. Wow. MGK and pizza eggs were the two things I right, knew that were coming. Guaranteed in Guaranteed award winners for Chris. You knew those were coming. No. Oh, no, it, did, it didn't make it. Okay, check us out. Buttered popcorn pancakes. Buttered popcorn pancakes with bourbon maple syrup. You made those? And then add add bacon to it. Yeah, we we made those. Uh, Shout out to uh, my brother-in-law, Dan, and his wife, Teresa. Uh, They sent us a little care package at one point, and uh, we got our brunch on, and it was damn good. Wow. And they were good. They were tremendous. Popcorn. Buttered popcorn pancakes. It was just the flavor though, right? There's no popcorn in the pancakes. <laughs> no. This is going to be crusting all over again. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was it's like the flavor. Yeah, it's the flavor. It's flavor of a pancake mix. Yeah, so it's pancakes that have like a butter popcorn uh, taste to them. Yo, shout out to the second best... Shout out to the second best looking Danny K on the planet. He needs to hook this Danny K up with some of that mix and that that maple syrup. That sounds phenomenal. I we need to do a, a full review from all three of us for that. Yeah, seriously, I am very interested in this. So, yeah, send it, send it along. Send we know it. you're listening. Send yeah, it. he's definitely listening. <laughs> <laughs> a week. <laughs> um, I'll go. I suppose. Wow, no pizza eggs. That is the 
That's I, Beck winning album of the year. That's that type of shit right there. Huge upset. Yeah. Huge upset. Huge. Like I don't even know what I don't yeah, I don't even know what's going on. Like that was whoa. Wow. Wow. Um mine is and Chris, you're gonna love this one. Because this is a Steel City brunch written all over is, it. Is there whipped cream on it, Dan? Oh, there was. There was. This was a peanut butter stuffed chocolate French toast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, <laughs> wow. that shout out to my fiance, Shannon. She made this for me on my birthday because she knows how much I love brunch. She knows how much I love that type of brunch. And she knows how much I love peanut butter. And she miraculously put them all in the one. It was. It was a like chocolate uh, French toast batter. And then the, like the peanut butter mixture, whatever was stuffed in between these two pieces of really thick bread threw a couple strawberries on top. It was mind blowing and amazing. She's an amazing chef and she did that for me on my birthday. And that was a brunch. I will soon never forget. So that was, that was the best brunch of the year for me. My God, I don't know how you and Shannon keep your, your slim figures. I'll tell you that. All the beer you drink, all the cinnamon, all the the, the French toast stuff, yeah. peanut yeah. butter. What? Good lord, you guys! A lot of laps, a lot must... of walking around, just burning it all off. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, mine is. I did something that I was terrified about doing. Uh, I made donuts this year, guys. Oh, and they were okay. <laughs> but it's my most memorable brunch of the year for sure because I made cinnamon sugar grilled donuts. So it's really simple. All you get is just like um, the the buttermilk biscuit, like you know, whatever. Whoever makes the you know the doughboy, whatever. The make those, make those. Yeah, there you go. You get those, and then no, not Bisquick. That's not Bisquick. It's not that Bisquick doughboy. It's not the Bisquick doughboy. Pillsbury. Hey, yeah, you know the Bill, the Biz Quick Doe Boy. Biz Quick Doe Boy. Isn't he? It's isn't like, his Aunt Aunt Jemima? It sucks that I it sucks that I couldn't remember who the the, the Pillsbury Doughboy. But it really sucks that you said the Biz Quick Doe Boy. <laughs> you said buttermilk, and I have you thinking pancakes, and I'm like, wow, he's making donuts out of pancake batter. This is weirder than pizza eggs. Well, anyways, you get the you get the Pillsbury uh, the biscuits, and you just poke a hole in them. You poke a hole in them, like you put a donut hole in them or whatever, and then you put you get cinnamon sugar and like ground cinnamon and stuff, and then you know you get some uh what the hell did I use for glaze? Can't remember, but put it on the grill for like really quick. It's like two minutes, and then flip it over. Two minutes, donuts. Really, it cooks that quickly. That simple. It's that simple. Yeah, it's really quick. It's like a really really quick thing. Yeah, it sounds interesting, simple. but. Your raving review of they were okay makes me kind of wait a little bit. I'm not sure if I want to well, do that. They're okay because you have to understand, like Gordon Ramsay makes steaks. I make steaks. His are better than mine. Okay. So okay. I'm just saying if I don't know, maybe your donuts will be better than mine. I'm not saying I'm a great cook at all. I just, you know, during quarantine, I decided to be like, what's ground cinnamon? That's cool. I'm going to make donuts. And like it happened. It. Okay. One of those things that would not have happened in any other year, but it happened in uh, in 2020. And I think 2020 for that. (laughs) 
<laughs> and now are we at uh person of the year? We are. We're at person of the year. Wow. Which wow, I believe God. is person you'd most most person of the year that you would want to have brunch with, correct? Yes. Yes, because, and I have to make that stipulation because there are a lot of great people from this year, a lot of very memorable people who could take the crown. But how many of those people do you actually want to sit at a table with and have brunch with? You know? And that's why you get to this answer, which I'm going to go first, guys. Please. Ben Diesel. Oh, no. I didn't get a Fast and Furious movie this year. I was supposed to. It was supposed to come out in May. One of the big tragedies of quarantine is not getting a Fast and the Furious movie. We were supposed to get Fast 9 this year. We didn't get it. Got pushed back to this coming year, 2021. And he gave us two great songs because he was like, you know what? My fans need me. They need me. And he gave us Days Are Gone and Feel Like I Do. And I want to talk to him about that. I want to sit at the table with, with the person of the year. For the brunch breakdown, Vin Diesel talked to him all about that. So Vin Diesel, my person of the year. I I knew Vin Diesel was going to pop up at some point in this episode. <laughs> I I did not think it would be this category. I thought somebody, DD, I thought somebody was going to pick him for song of the year. Because he was on the playlist for yeah. an absurd amount of time. Yes. But I'm glad to see that he did actually end up surfacing. Dan, what's your pick? A lot of people to pick from here. Uh, really difficult. And I love the stipulation about not only person of the year, but person you want to have brunch with. So that takes out most political figures, thankfully, for this. Because there's a number of them that could be person of the year. However, we did break into that a little bit down. You know, election week was huge on this podcast and around the world, right? Uh, it became election week, not day, not night, not whatever. And there was one man that helped us get through it all. Day in, day out, night in, night out. My brunch person of the year is... The man, the myth, the legend, John King. Congratulations, brunch person of the year from me. What can you say about this guy? Um, He was absolutely amazing on CNN's coverage of election week. And having to, I would just love to sit down, have a conversation with him. He seems like a really cool guy. You know, I watch him one night a week, uh, a year. What do I know? Um, But (laughs) I guess it was like six, six days this year. Um, but he just seems like a, a cool down to earth guy. And I would love to get the back. I want to hear him give me some raw emotion about what he thinks about Wolf Blitzer interrupting him all the time. And in particular, after days and days and days, and they finally make the final projection uh, of who was going to be elected uh, president elect um, right in the middle of John King, right in the middle of talking Wolf, Wolf cut in, you know, he never steals the spotlight. It just comes to him naturally, even when Wolf tries to do so. Uh, but my man, John King, uh, did a lot for us this year and through the most probably stressful election in the history of this country, he helped calm the nerves and would love to sit down and have him be able with him. That is a good one. That is a, that is a man that we gave his fair due on this show this year. Yes. 
Have you guys seen on Sunday Night Football, they got a guy like tr- pretending to be John King? Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, this the M- whatever. Guy. Like Kornacki yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, because he is he got popular too. At the same time, we were all talking about John King. Every, like Women were like calling him like whatever his last name is. Like They were calling him Snacky because they were calling, saying he looked like a snack while he was running the map. And I was like, not feeling what? this, dude. Yeah, and I'm you like, this little fox, John King. Let's go, ladies. That's what I'm talking about. You can do better. That's what John King. Like, don't. Yeah, and he does the NFL stuff, and he's very annoying on there. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't need the Browns have a 97 percent chance of making the playoffs like three weeks ago. Yeah, I, I'm good. Yeah, I I really dislike when they like go to commercial, but they tease that they're going to go to him next when they come back. And he's like pretending to be scheming on his John right. King map. Right. Really poser trash. Um, So I took this very literally, my friends, person you want to have brunch with from this year. OK. And I chose not one person, but two. No, it's a package deal. Uh Oh, and I choose Dan and Didi from the brunch breakdown because I just want to have brunch with my friends again. Amazing. That's what I'm running. I'm running in 2021 on that ticket. <laughs> Make that. Let the brunch amazing. break down brunch again. That's what I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Gosh, I. Dude, it's going to be so weird for so many reasons the next time we are together again. I don't know when that's going to be. I hope it's before Dan gets married in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no guarantee. (laughs) I I don't think it's going to be. There's going to be like 15 minutes of awkward and then they're going to deliver the mimosas and then it's going to be fine. Then we'll be back in. Yeah, and it's only going to be awkward because I'm I don't know what I'm going to say to you guys first. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, like what's the first thing I'm going to say to one of you guys. Like I have right. no idea. Like it's uh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Great, great, great pick there, Christopher. Great pick. That's a good one. I, I don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully, no sometime idea. next year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, because good Lord, you know, yeah. it'd be sweet to be your daughter before she starts driving. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, did, uh, did you have any runner ups? Anybody ever runner ups? What you were thinking of choosing? Yeah, there were uh, a couple. Um, Dolly Parton had a phenomenal year. Um, she spurred the viral trend with the, you know, it, what you look like on Facebook and LinkedIn and whatever and Tinder. That was amazing. Um, she had a great Christmas special. She did that thing earlier in the year where she was reading kids' books online. Um, but then, like, on a more serious note, she also helped fund uh, the Moderna vaccine, which is pretty big stuff. So, and she seems like a wonderful woman, and it would be a delight to have brunch with. She seems like someone like me that would be talking through most of brunch, and it would take five and a half hours, and I would love that. So, Dolly Parton was in there. Uh, Dave Chappelle was in there. His 846 special was amazing. Um, and, uh, one gentleman in particular who almost took the award, uh, Nathan Apodaca, who was famous from TikTok fame. 
the skateboard cranberry juice Fleetwood Mac song guy him what a year he's had I think he'd be I think he'd be a blast to sit down and have brunch with as well unfortunately tested positive for COVID recently so hope he's doing well hope we can have a a stronger 2021 to him so a couple of of runner-up nominees yeah man uh Chris do you have any (laughs) runner-ups I did not but I the only thing I want to say is we in the goal for 2021 is we have to sell a t-shirt that says Dolly Parton had a phenomenal year. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's all. I'll put it on the list and get it made this week. I love it. it. 2020 Um, sucked, but and then on the back, Dolly Parton had a phenomenal year. There were some weird people who had like good years in 2020. There were some weird ones, but um, uh, another person, a person I almost gave uh, number one to was uh, was Barack. I really wanted to because he's been on this book tour and he's basically been talking to anyone and everyone about all sorts of different topics. And I'm like, you know, I think it might be time now. It's been a few years. It's time to have Obama at the at the table. And I thought it'd be cool because he just, I feel like you can just ask that guy anything, like literally anything. Like I pride myself on being able to do that with most things, but it's like, he can not only like break down why like the Lakers are, why the Lakers are better than everyone else or break down Luka Doncic's game. And then he'll start talking about like some treaty that I've never heard of in some other country or whatever that he was dealing with in 2011. I'm like, it's wild to me that you can just jump from those different topics. So, um, yeah, I would love to quiz Obama at brunch because I feel like that's how it would be. Um, but yeah, and uh, another person I brought up because of this topic was Joe Exotic, right? Um, yeah. I would. I don't want to have brunch with Joe Exotic, but he just. I feel like I just have to mention him from this year because this year was just it, it, I, the beginning of quarantine. Was everyone's talking about Tiger King? Blew up. That's yeah. all it was. People, more people were talking about Tiger King at that time than they were talking about like the pandemic and coronavirus and then after that went away it was people were like oh we can go outside right and they're like no you can't everything's awful it's terrible and i was like oh okay cool right but yeah but yeah man guys well any final thoughts on 2020 going into 2021 or any new year's resolutions any final thoughts because this episode is coming to a close guys it is. It's been a weird year, a strange year. Um, but maybe if it wasn't for it, we wouldn't have been able to get this thing back together. So it's been a very enjoyable, uh, boys, to be back at the table with you and go through this stuff uh, each and every week. Hopefully it brought some sort of positivity and entertainment to uh, all of our listeners and looking forward to a much better 2021 uh you know we're gonna love to flip the calendar but unfortunately it's not all gonna get better overnight at midnight 1201 life ain't back to normal unfortunately on new year's eve um but yes looking forward to whatever the future of normalcy becomes again and hopefully having brunch with you gentlemen and going to concerts and beer fests on smaller scales and uh hopefully getting a vaccine soon so we can do all that soon so those are all the resolutions for next year Chris, final thoughts? Yeah, I'll echo what Dan said about this bringing this podcast back. This has been the height of my social interaction this year. So thanks, guys. <laughs> right. Appreciate it. 
it's nice to be able to sit down with people and not wear a mask and try to understand it and through all that it's it's a little bit more comfortable this way so this is nice yeah, it is great. Yeah, and that's like my final thought too. I'm happy we brought this back. I'm happy we have the, the podcast back. And I, I thank coronavirus for that, I guess. Because uh, that is one of the things that I have enjoyed ahead, the Prince. most. I know where you're going. <laughs> you, had to, you had to slip one more thank you to COVID into the yeah. podcast before the year ended. Nobody has thanked Nobody has thanked the pandemic more than DD, but just to make sure he had to get one more in to get that get extra tally in case anybody was challenging him. DD appreciates COVID more than anybody. Yep. Yep. Listen, guys, I'm sorry. My love for coronavirus will not be stopped by anyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love coronavirus. I, Amazing. I, I, you know, and I will, I will stand by it. I love it, guys. I love it. And I will wear my mask until it ends. But man. It's been a great ride with you guys, and we're rolling all the way into uh, 2021 and 2022 until now puts out now 150. That'll be our last episode. Right. When now puts <laughs> out now 150. <laughs> well, this has been the Brunchies. This has been the Brunch Breakdown. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week in a new year, 2021. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>